Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. But first, speaking of dark holes and the dark hole that we've been in for the last 16 months or so, it seems like there is brighter days ahead. As Michal Martin said recently, the last time he stood behind the podium, and today he will stand behind the podium again to ease some more restrictions. So let's get the latest update from Sean Defoe, political correspondent. Good afternoon to you, Sean. Hey, you know. Um, Sean, I mean, OK, so what have we got to look forward to? Apart from, obviously, we all know the hotels and B&Bs will be open on June the 2nd. But what, what else do we expect uh, Michal to say today? Yeah, so uh, kind of a few key dates. So June 2nd, as you mentioned, with hotels and B&Bs. June 7th, then, for outdoor dinings, but also gyms and cinemas, which is the new one that was added in last night, which is good. Uh, it'd be good to have them back. And then outdoor gatherings as well, more outdoor gatherings in June than we had thought, with uh, a maximum of people of 100 outdoors, or then if you're having in a larger venue, 200 people, and that's in a venue with a capacity of 5,000. So that gives the, the possibility of some small outdoor gigs, some uh, some attendance of matches, that kind of thing. July 5th then is the next key date. That'll be indoor dining returning for restaurants and bars. Obviously, those the, do, for hotels. Sorry to interrupt, Sean, but do they elaborate much on the indoor dining so far? Have we heard anything else in relation to the rules and restrictions around that, apart from obviously the time limits, etc.? Have they elaborated much more on that? Well, it'll be what, what Fall to Ireland outlined during the week. Okay. That'll be the guidance of Sean. So, the, you know, all the stuff they talked about before, 105 in a time limit, the one metres um, between tables, if you have two metres, there's no time limit, all those kind of things. But earlier on in the week, we're governors. They just basically have picked the date, which is the, okay. the 5th of July. Um, also on that date, those outdoor gatherings will go from 100 to 200 or 500 in bigger venues. Uh, good news for people who are getting married in July because your wedding attendance can go up to 50, and that includes indoors. So July is really seeing the return of uh, indoor events for the first time, if you like, of the capacity between 50 and 100, depending on the venue. And then also indoor team training. So the likes of uh, maybe some uh, fitness groups that would have done stuff indoors, basketball yep. and badminton, all those indoor kind of sports. That's, that's when you're looking at that. July 19th then will be the day that a lot of people, I think, will be listening now for international travel. <laughs> they're they're sitting waiting back. with their debit cards in their hands yeah. <laughs> to book their holidays. So in other words, they're going to re- remove the, uh, the uh, non-essential travel ban that we have currently at the moment. But I'm assuming there will be caveats in there that they will be green-listed countries and you will have to have a vaccination or indeed have had COVID or a test or something like that. So there will be caveats in there as well. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's basically going to be inter-EU travel, a bar or something mad happening in one EU country where they see a big massive spike or anything. So it's this digital cert that we've been hearing about. Uh, the rule will be you'll have to, well, they have to refine exactly what it will be, but the general rule that the EU is looking at um, is if you are fully vaccinated, if you have a test before you fly or if you've had the virus before, and there will be, uh, I'm told, some sort of kind of an app or online system that you'll be able to basically scan a QR code at the airport in a similar way to the way you scan your boarding pass. Uh, and that's how it will be done when you get and into this, the airport. This, of course, will help the tourism industry because it was also a suggestion that people can now come to Ireland from those other countries as well without having to have a test, provided, of course, they uh, fil- fulfil that criteria too. Yeah, and without having to, to mandatory quarantine, which is uh, the big thing, obviously, because there's no point in any of them coming here if they're going to have to shut <laughs> no. themselves away for a big no. portion of their day. So, yeah, it basically opens up all that travel within the EU and possibly even beyond it. Now, the EU is what they're looking at initially, but the likes of the US, where a huge amount of vaccination has gone on, possibly even the UK, although the UK is a little more complicated at the minute because of this Indian variant that is starting to... So has the the bubble been completely abandoned now? Because, of course, uh, six days ago, I I know Virgin Media had reported that the bubble had been abandoned, the suggestion of a bubble between the United Kingdom and Ireland, in other words, the common travel area. Has that been abandoned for the moment, yeah? 
Well, for the moment, yeah. I don't think it's been completely abandoned and certainly some of the cabinet ministers, including Leo Varadkar, really want to get back there. Their hope had been we could do that before the July 19th, before whenever the EU digital cert came in. But the fact that the Indian variant is now the dominant one in the UK um, is putting them pause because, as we know from the evidence, it, if you only have one jab, if you've only got your first dose of a vaccine, it's not nearly as effective against the Indian variant as others. Once you're fully vaccinated, you're pretty safe from it. But they want to give that time, obviously, for enough people to get fully vaccinated that if it did come over here, if we were to open up travel and became the dominant one, we weren't going to look at a, a sort of fourth wave. OK, and they're also going to be, I believe, having some test events uh, over June and July where they're similar to what they did in the UK with football matches and a, a couple of gigs or whatever. I'm assuming this will be for either vaccinated people or those who have had a test whereby they can establish if there's still, you know, a, a risk of spread. Yeah, exactly. So the, the final date, if you like, that will be announced today is August 2nd, and that's when they're going to announce big crowds at events. So the rule will be uh, up to 5,000 spectators or 25% capacity of the venue, whichever is the smallest of those. So take, for example, if it was Croke Park, it would be 5,000 people. If it was a venue that held 16,000 people, then it would be 25% of that would be 4,000. So that's the kind of thinking. But I've seen to a number of ministers this morning and last night. They kind of say, look, that one's really up for change and up for kicking it out further because of those test events you mentioned. They're going to be targeted at things like the provincial GAA finals, where they'll be doing, like other countries have, a lot of uh, antigen testing on the way in, um, a lot of, of kind of safety measures there to see do people pick it up when they're outside. And with the criteria for what you have to do to get a ticket to those, we don't actually know yet. Some In some of the trial events in other countries, they haven't had to be fully vaccinated. You just needed to have a negative antigen test. And that seemed to work. So if those go well throughout June and July, and not only with matches, but also with some gigs, okay. and I think people are waiting on the details exactly. We want to hear who's going to play well, the they, they seem first. to have abandoned the idea, which I think is probably a good thing because people were claiming discrimination. They seem to have abandoned the idea of the vaccine bonus, whereby things that you can do if you're vaccinated that you can't do if you're not. That idea in the UK, actually probably in most places, seems to be abandoned now altogether. That, that if you don't have a vaccine, for example, you can have a test. So in other words, they have abandoned that idea of kind of giving the bonus to people who are vaccinated. Yeah, there will still be a bit of it, like the stuff about meeting up in homes. You're still going to be able to do that in more groups if you're vaccinated. And obviously it will be easier to do all these things once you are vaccinated. But the plan, I mean, we did, what, 316,000 vaccinations in the last week. So if you take that in every week up to July, there are some capacity concerns, supply concerns, but roughly that, then you're talking about a huge amount of people haven't been vaccinated. And at that point, the vaccine bonus kind of becomes a moot point because the risk is so low among people who aren't vaccinated and that it doesn't really matter. So I think there still will be some small things that you'll be able to do Mm -hmm. if you are vaccinated, but it's not going to be like a real us against them sort of a thing. Do you think there'll be a word of caution uh, thrown out there today that there's, because I know Michal Martin had said recently, uh, you know, that when they asked him, for example, is there a possibility of further lockdowns coming back into the winter season again? He said he wouldn't it out. So what do you think there will be a word of caution from Neffet that if they see a rise in case numbers, and, and I think at this stage we need to probably stop talking about case numbers and talk about hospitalizations and deaths because mm. we will have case numbers obviously because people are vaccinated and they allegedly can still carry it around. So do you think there will be a word of caution? Oh yeah, there, there will definitely. There, there, the two big concerns that Neffet um, expressed to ministers last night were the supply of vaccines in June because we know there's going to be a big under-delivery from Johnson & Johnson, potentially only 60,000 out of the 475,000 we had been due. Hopefully it will be more than that. So that could obviously delay things and we're a caution on that. And then the Indian variant that I've already mentioned, they are quite afraid of until a lot of people do get fully vaccinated. But Neffert were at the meeting last night. They were the ones who signed off on all these different dates so they are happy for them to go ahead. But I think we do, and you saw this in the debate on the emergency government powers this week, it, there also have 
has to be that little bit of caution that we didn't maybe have in December, that there is always the possibility of a fourth wave. We don't know what this virus is going to do 100%, so don't go totally gangbusters on doing everything for a little while, uh, and then hopefully we will be don't, able to gather Don't passes. lose the run of yourselves. <laughs> is, is, is that they, the, that's yes. the message, isn't it, really? As much as the government policy can say, don't lose the head altogether, that's essentially what they're going to say. Well, well, certainly it seems to be good news, and it certainly seems to be a bit, a bit of bright news for Irish people after 16 months or so of this, the longest public lockdown we've had. Are we moving back now? Does it seem uh, very quickly, Sean, that we're moving back to the, the levels rather than the kind of ad hoc way we've been locking down over the last six months or so? Have we gone back to level? Like, this sounds like level two, doesn't it? Yeah, well, one minister said to me last night that it was basically, with a few changes, it was basically level two for June and then into level one for July. And a lot of the restrictions are the same. And that now I did talk to a couple of other ministers who said, ah, look, we're not, you know, the levels are kind of gone. We're not referencing them all that we've much. We've abandoned but that idea. We've, yeah. we've, we've kind of got rid of, they're not even really referencing them that much at their own meetings. But it is similar enough to, to kind of level two in June, level one in, in July and August and beyond. So maybe at that point, the levels were kind of always more helpful when you needed to go up a level. When we were in a a good position and there was a potential worse position they were always going to be harder to come backwards out of because you were hanging on to little bits and it became level 3.5 and all this sort of nonsense you know so I think they're, they're largely gone but they might be used as a template again in the future if only to say that oh yeah we did use those. Alright well what time by the way just for people who are going to watch I, I'm assuming it'll be 6 o'clock news most likely um, he'll be there will he? Yeah, tried and tested pattern at this stage. Cabinet meeting at the moment started at about 12, so that'll run until 2 or 3, and then 6 o'clock on the steps of government buildings, uh, just as you're sitting down to your dinner, we'll get a good news announcement for a change. All right, listen, thank you very much indeed. I appreciate you coming on the air. Sean Defoe, political correspondent. There is the, I suppose it is the good news. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. For some people, it may not be quick enough, but in saying that, at least it's something to look forward to that you'll be able to do all those things. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.